Hello, this is Friday Night Fright. This is your host, Ian Austin, for another cracking edition. Tonight, we're going to be watching Paranormal Activity 1988, and it started already by directors of one of Catfish movies. Oh, we're in not present day, but close to it, I guess. We're... Oh, wait. Oh, Hunter's Crib. Oh, no. We're in the present... No, we're back in past two years or whatever, and they're talking about Hunter's Crib because we've got to have all of these actors in all of these movies. Oh, it's President Kirsty, Katie, whoever it is, going, looking older than she did in the last movie. Time travel is a bit of an ass. We're in Colesburg, California, and there's recording. Bit more recording. Apparently, these people always love cameras. March 2005, although this was made in 2011. Oh, they're talking about, yay, Katie's here. Kirsty and Katie, yay. Oh, these two twins who weren't twins, these two non-twins, these two sisters who weren't sisters and do sequel. And we're going even back further in time. Oh, Hunter's kicking, yay. Oh, wow. No, it's Tyler. No, they're going to call him Tyler. Tyler Hunter, ha, ha, ha. He's like, I'm not, I'm not going to get into this because I'm going to kidnap your kid and well. Oh, she's moving to her house, yay. They're so happy, everyone's so happy. Oh, wow, they're finding boxes full of items, yay. But none of this was mentioned in the last Paranormal Activity movie. Because we're going back in time. Yay, they're finding old shit. Oh, they found VHS. Oh, more backstory. They go watch some VHSs on VCR, yay. Oh, they wound up. Oh, no, Grandma Lois is dead. Oh, no. But what about your mum? Apparently she's still alive. Oh, you're not going to mention that? You're not going to mention it? Okay, whatever. We're live, people. It's Friday night, although it's been called on Tuesday. There's so many tapes. 1992, Katie's birthday. Oh, 1988. Why do they keep these tapes, by the way? Wait, they're loading tape. See, it's meta. It's not just jumping back 1988. It's showing us... Oh, no, wait. We've jumped forward in time to August 2006. And this is where Paranormal Activity 2 started. Something's gone missing, but they're not sure what. Oh, we're getting deleted footage from Paranormal Activity 2. That studio, why didn't they keep this in movie? Although they're giving up pretense of these being movies in universe at this point. Oh, the tapes are missing. Coincidentally, that's not important, though. And someone's watching tape. Who's watching a watchman? And, oh, September 3rd, 1988, Santa Rosa, California, yo. She's made the, uh, Kate and Kirsty's mum's made the chocolate cake. Oh, she's got a shoulderless old top on. Oh, it's a birthday party. Oh, these, these kids all look very creepy, but it's okay. But Katie's birthday, watch your bats, everyone. It's Katie's birthday. Because we need to set scene through these characters we already... I've met in present day. And oh, who, is Katie talking to someone? No, she looks unhappy. She's, oh, she's, and now Kirsty's talking to someone. Wait, is Toby a friend? Maybe one of them's talking to Toby's dog. Oh, it's Christy, not Kirsty. These two actresses look very similar to the adult versions, although I don't know whether that's a compliment or not. Apparently, sisters love each other. Oh, it's Grandma Lois. Grandma Lois, I think you're evil. I think you're going to murder F1 in this house. But she, she's really angry because she wanted a son. 
And now he's low-budget Oscar Isaacs. And he's sort of like, how's your weddings? I love weddings. And Grandma Lewis is like, oh, you little bastard. You, oh, you better give me a song. But I guarantee you, he won't. Apparently, Grandma Lois can't lift the camera. That's sexist, Grandma Lois. You can do anything you want to do. And they beat up a pony pinata. They could, Katie, take it easy, take it easy. It's dead and call her a little monster. Ha <laughs> ha, not yet. Maybe in 20 or so years. <laughs> One of these kids, is, their tooth is about to come out. And no, this was blatantly come up with on day. That she actually was having some of her tooth pop out. They thought they threw it in the movie because, you know, who needs a script? Am I right? And Kirstie's like, look at my teeth. And the director's like, we get hours of footage out of this. We can go to the dentist. We can put it in the movie. You know, because why would you have a script? You know what I'm saying? You don't need a script. You don't need a script. Just hire a bunch of kids and say, show up, crack your teeth, and we'll fucking put it in the movie. I wouldn't say we're fucking, but... And we Kirsty's eating jelly. Oh, oh, the revelation. Toby's here. Is Toby a kid? Maybe Toby's a little child demon at this point. Because he's like, I'm going to take Toby's school. And they're like, no, you're not. And they're like, oh, take a picture of Grandma. And all these creepy pictures from the last movie of them as kids. Although played by completely different actresses. Now their family history. The last photo they'll ever take together. Because you're all going to die. What? Oh, we get pictures of fat people eating wedding cake. Oh, mum, we're a cake. Then little Nazi wedding there. Oh, is there two brides? Oh, no, fat doing an arm-linked champagne. Oh, no, now brides on her own. This wedding looks shit. I think these are ghosts. I think Dennis is a ghost photographer. Based on nothing. He's a rubbish photographer, anyway. Who would buy this shit? And Dennis is in his photo lab with his assistant who isn't on camera yet. Oh, there's a bang on the door. Dennis is like, what? Julie? So he goes off and then he picks the camera up because, you know, he has to pick the camera up to go into the room. He wants to record everything. Makes no sense from picking the camera up. Anyway, he goes in there and Julie is not there. And, oh, there's a faint banging. It's Toby having sets. He's a bit young for that, surely. It's not Stephen King, guys. Toby is smashing around the house. I think the idea of Toby as a toddler who just wants attention is quite interesting. And then later on to middle-aged, um, not middle-aged, there's a well, middle-aged in present day, I guess. Later on a pathetic man-child, you know. Like, you, you can see him being a member of Comets Gate and doing that stupid, oh, we're, we're, we're Comets Gate, we're the S-Men, we fight to we're the friends who fear us. Can't speak that you're all a bunch of douchebags, can it? No, I could probably edit stuff like that for my podcast, but I can't bother. Any gate. Any gate that's not a literal gate is not worth your time, trust me. Anyway, we're going upstairs now because I've had my political rant for the day. And, oh, we've been showing the tour of the house, you know, get those exposition shots out way straight away. Or oh, there's a table bear down. And, oh, table bear's talking. Oh, shit, table bear's talking. Is it possessive? Oh, I love you, this. And then it's like, get get face down. Face down, bite the table. It's creepy. And he turns the bear off. 
And then, oh, the toys have been smashed around downstairs. Toby is being a little shit. He just wants to play with his toys. And the door opens, but there's no one there. And Dennis conveniently has a camera. Uh, coincidentally, is a different thing. Conveniently has a camera. Oh, and Toby's gone to his little cupboard under the stairs. Toby Potter. Are you a wizard, Toby? And all that jazz. Dennis is going to go in the cupboard. But as we know in the movie, it's however many minutes in. Uh, eight minutes in, so he's not going to find Toby at this point. But on plus side, we found out that Keep Your Hands is on soundtrack, and Toby goes into a room that Bad Ben wishes he had a room that nice. Bad Ben obviously is the movies by Nigel Back, and they're amazing movies. Oh, and Kate said, Jesus, Kirsty said, Jesus Christ, she's like, and I have Toby alone. Dennis is like, do you have an imaginary friend named Toby? And she's like, yes, and he's like, do you maybe not want to do that? And she's like, no, we had fun. And why has this kid got bad under her eyes? Has this kid seen some stuff? I went, oh, now, here we go. Oh, wow, here we go. Oh, here, finally. I'd go back 30, 20 years in time to get a bit of sets, to get a bit of a movie or porn question going. Might finally get that set tape. It's the running theme of this series. Can they record set tape? And it's oh she's smoking weed oh no oh that that gets that gets her so horny oh she's coughing she's doing voice she's like Dennis Dennis (laughs) oh man oh man they might be going at it smoking beer weed recording on camera so eighties all it needs is him to have a why doesn't he have mullet by the way anyway she's lying down on bed cereal bots covering her privates he's saying she looks beautiful and she's telling him shut up because this is a writer's script he wants to record them having sex and she's like i'm really high but yeah that's kind of perverting she just laughs and goes she doesn't know she's so high although she doesn't look or act in any way high but she's going to record a sex tape anyway Oh, yeah, here we go. Finally get set tape. Dennis sets the camera up in the most boring position imaginable. And Julie's sort of like, look at me, I'm on all fours. Now I'm on my knees. Oh, oh man, she's left. Oh, she's not. She's shy. Dennis is sort of like, yeah. Oh, she's showing off that butt for the camera. But she's shy about it. She's sort of like, I might change my mind. And then it's sort of like, no, no, I need, I need to set candles up. Put, put on a bit of Coldplay in. Julie's like, Coldplay don't exist yet, Dennis. The fuck are you talking about? Oh, no. Bugger. Okay, we're going to have to do that in um, two parts, I guess, now. I missed our part for that. That's okay. Um, uh, there'll be a slight gap in commentary, but that's fine. I spooked coffee over my um, iPad, so there's a bit of a break in this, but that's fine. We'll keep going anyway. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, they're about to have sex, but Julie's like, I, I hear noise, and she's all like, that's my dick. My dick, Julie, that's my dick. And she's like, this isn't hand time, Dennis, okay? I actually hear noise. He's all like, look, let's just fuck. And now she's, oh, she's got her, her shirt off, and now she's just wearing bra and underwear. And he's going for, he's going for the mounds. He's going for mounds, and she's riding him, but, oh, she, she hears a thumping noise, and she's like, what's that? And she's still mounted him. And he, oh, she's still mounted, but now she's sat up. 
they hear rattling and they're like, oh, shit, is that an earthquake? We cause an earthquake? Did our sets cause an earthquake? They're looking around and, 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 oh, crash! Something crashed to the ground. Oh, the entire house is shaking. It's an earthquake. It's like, holy shit, it's a fucking earthquake. Get the kids! Get the kids! This dude is like, I can't put my shirt on. And they run off and the camera falls down. Glass breaks. What demonic shit is going on here, you wonder? I think there might be a paradox in effect here. Maybe there's two Tobys in the same place at the same time. Oh shit, sawdust illuminates Toby's in the room. Is that Toby? Yes. Toby's like, no, I can see my profile in dust. No. Which, how does that even work? So is he, Toby just invisible? I guess. Anyway, he's turned to dust. Julie next day is saying that she looks so fat. Then it's like, you don't look fat. And she's like, you look like you can't breathe. He's like, look, can we just make another fuck pigeon? It's like, no, you get one chance per movie. That's it. We're not going to make any more. And Dennis looks very sad. He points out, look at the thing in the corner. Look at the dust forming into a body of some kind. And Dennis chooses the worst angle to look at it. And Julie's like, look, there's nothing there, okay? There's nothing there. Nothing there. Leave it. She's like, erase the tape. Erase it, we're never having sex again. And he's like, God damn it. If we'd actually had sex, she might have relented. But damn it. Dennis says he won't erase. He wants the proof of sex. Although he could just erase everything except that. So I've had my coffee. Oh, and here's Shaggy, do Matthew Lillard, um... Fucking Napoleon Dynamite-looking motherfuckers. So They're like, yeah, man. Did you fuck Julie? Dennis was like, I tried, man. Tried my set tape. Got him dropped by an earthquake. And Napoleon's like, fuck you, shit, man. Earthquake? I want to see that. Dennis is like, no, no. See, an actual earthquake. He's like, oh, man, yeah, but you mean like, you, you mean like, you, you fucked Julie, right? And, and you exploded and it went everywhere, right? And Dennis is like, no, an actual earthquake. Look at this shit. Look at this shit. It's fucking zombie shit. And Napoleon's sort of like, we need, we need to slow this shit down. And they both look high. And Dennis's sort of like, I've been noises in the kids' room lately. I feel like, I feel like it's a peed falling then. He's like, I can't prove it. But I think I need to prove it. And when Julie walks in on Den, Dennis walks in on Julie taking shit because she left the door open. The only fucking door open. Dennis is like, I want to set up some cameras. I want to catch a paedophile. And Julie's like, there's no paedophiles. And Dennis is like, oh, I think there might be. I think there's a paedophile. Or maybe, maybe not a paedophile, maybe a little artful dodger like kids hanging around our doors. I don't want that. Anyway, he tries recording in Katie's room. And Katie gets in waste. He's like, Katie, get the fuck out of the way. He's looking forward. And he's just like, I'm going to set a camera up in your room. But not bathroom. I want this to get weird, okay? Katie's like, why would it get weird? And Dennis's like, no, no, see, I just, I don't want it to be strange. I don't want any tension between us. I'm not going to have camera in the bathroom. That's it. And Katie doesn't understand, so Dennis leaves the room because he can't really explain it. Julie's getting ready for bed and sees Dennis with the camera and she's like, oh, why is there a camera? I said, no cameras. She freaks out and Dennis is sort of like, look, it's a new house. It should be making noises, especially not in kids' room. I'm just saying, he's just saying, Julie's like, no, I don't want cameras everywhere. This is 1988. We should not have cameras everywhere. They they don't 
really mention that this would be costing a fortune, so it doesn't make any sense. No, there's no logic to this. Unless, I mean, it's... The first movie's kind of dumb that these two slackers can board the house that night. Okay, I get that. Second movie doesn't even go slightly into detail what the father does, but apparently he's rich. Um, despite that, he'd have to pay alimony to his ex-wife. Interesting point, actually. You never gains that. That'd be an interesting dynamic. Is his ex-wife haunting him? I mean, don't get wrong, I like the fact there's more cameras and more variety and shit like that, and slightly different way of shooting. Anyway, it's apparently night one, September 10th, 1988. So I like that aspect of it, but I think it's kind of still bullshitting away because they should not be able to afford this shit. You know, I get they tried to justify it with, oh, he, he belongs to a, a wedding business, a camera business and shit. Anyway, door opens in Kate and Kirsty's room, and Kirsty wakes up, I guess. Kirsty's the dopey one. Katie's the dopier one, I guess. I don't really know. And Kirsty's sort of like, no, no, Toby, I don't want to play. And Toby's like, play, I don't want to play a game. I want to play a game called, how many fucking movies can we make about the same thing? Kirsty's like, I don't want to play. And Toby's like, the future. They make movies about being future, Kirsty. They make so many movies. And Kirsty and Toby have a chat. And she's sort of like, her side of the conversation's all we hear. I wonder if they wrote the entire scene from both perspectives. If they wrote what Toby said. Anyway, Kirsty's sort of like, look, don't wake Katie up. She doesn't understand. Don't wake my parents up. They really don't understand. Parents of weird ain't nothing but trouble after all. Um, so Kirsty's trying to defend Dennis and saying he's okay, don't kill him. Toby's sort of like, oh, I won't, not yet. I will in the end, Kirsty. I have, have to kill him, but I won't yet. You have my word. Not to the 15th day or the 75th minute of this movie, Kirsty. Dennis is looking, is peeping on his kids. With partner's kids and talking about how um, he noticed her talking to someone named Kirsty. Kirsty talking to someone named Toby. He picked that up. He picked that sound up really weird, given the fact that no one's wearing a mic in on a 1988 camera. You know, it's times like this I think movies are bullshit because that doesn't make any sense. You know, to have that good a quality camera in 1988 for a rich person. I mean, this shit looks better than most movies. Looks actually, I mean, these movies aren't visually that interesting, but it, you, you know what I mean? They, the, the shot and the framing of it and the colour schemes and that, these are not 1988 cameras by any stretch of imagination. And throwing that little text thing at the bottom of the screen, PM 2.25.39, that doesn't make it 1988 camera. This would be far more interesting if they'd actually shot on those cameras. Because this looks just as nice as the other two as the other two movies did. And I'm not acting like those movies were any great shapes visually. But at the same time, they were competently made by standards of this era. If you know what I'm saying. It's like you can't I, 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 it always bugs me when movies do stuff like that. You can't do this sort of 
half-assed bullshit. If you want to make... Like, this movie would be far better if it was actually shot with 1988 cameras. That's just fact. You know, that's just actual fact. More interesting visually, they didn't do like They want it half-assed. They want it to set in 1988, but not have it feel like a movie from 1988. And I think that's bullshit. Because crap. It's like Red Letter Media did um, a pod, uh, best of worst. And they shot it really old cameras. And it's visually, it's really interesting. And that's a review show. And it's visually really interesting. And they did a really good job on it. And I feel like this movie could have done a similar job if they had balls to actually stick to it. I mean, these movies are meant to be shot cheaply anyway. You can't honestly tell me it would, people wouldn't have gone see it in cinema. People eat these movies up. So why not try something visually a bit interesting? But they don't. Like, it's it's what annoys me because like this is a simply an interesting shift in paranormal activity movies. Go back in time for eight years, but it's no real sense. I mean, even this guy Dennis, even his haircut, there's no real sense that we are in 1980s, except we're told we're 1980s. It's no sense that we are actually back in that period of time, and that's frustrating because they could have done something really interesting there. Goes back to I was talking from my um, uh, I was talking to a mate ages ago actually. We've had a lot of conversations about this, but we're saying that an interesting way for panel activity movies to go would be to actually try and make silent movie version of it. You know, something a bit more diverted and interesting than um this shit. Because this isn't intrinsically bad. It's just a bit more of nothing. You're not. They're not really telling stories it would be in 1980s. And that's irritating me because I think there's potentially a really amazing movie in there that they're not making. But it's the state stature and the nature of um, franchise productions. You're never going to get those real interesting visual movies because they, um, They don't really have the time or patience or inclination. They just want to make money. So, hmm. I mean, I don't hate these movies, but I think they sum up to me why horror is struggling at the moment. Um, Sorry, bit of gap there. Yeah, I mean, essentially, I just, I feel like this is a sum up, summarization of horror in current age. Well, it's not bad. I, I don't think horror in general is bad, and I don't think big budget franchise horror is bad per se, but I think there's a lot of samey shit going on. For example, I, I, I enjoyed Conjuring and Conjuring Part 2. But the problem with stuff like that is the Conjuring's really... I actually really like Conjuring, and I like Conjuring Part 2. But fundamentally, the problem is that if you're having... You, you run into problems. If you run into problem like 
The Conjuring 2 feels like a James Wan movie, and that's nothing wrong with that. He's a very, very, very good director. But at the same time, the problem it stands, it feels very same to the first one. Obviously, it's parts of Conjuring Part 2 that I really like, and it's far better than stuff like this. But it's a problem you run into with other Hollywood um, movies as well, like horror movies like Saw, where they'll find a tone and they won't be able to deviate from that. And it's less directing and more guiding, continuing that tone. You know, you go back to 80s and stuff like Friday 13th and um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street to more extent than Friday 13th, but the Freddy Krueger and Nightmare on Elm Street movies were all wildly different. I mean, they took the basic gist, you know, dreams and all of that, but they went in some warped directions, which was actually fascinating to watch. You know, some of those movies I actually would say are pretty close to art of a sort. I mean, yeah, they're goofy and they're strange, but two doesn't feel like three, which doesn't feel like four, which doesn't feel like five, which doesn't feel like six, you know? And the same Friday, my favorite Friday Fence movie is, um, I think it's part five, A New Beginning where it's essentially the Twin Peaks of the Friday 13th universe, because it's this bizarre movie which feels like they they wanted to do something new and interesting, and they did, and it's fascinating, because it's mainly around a bunch of kids in a corrections half house, halfway house, and it's a fascinating movie. And I think that's one thing about paranormal activity, is that they never really had the balls to say we're making lots of money let's do something different it's something saw ran into it's way problem wise because saw essentially came it's not broken don't fix it but it's still like well no one it is broken two you need to fix it and three you need to hire people who could do something a bit different but they don't really have the um conjunction do that unfortunately um i mean it's put this way the last Halloween movie, which I really enjoy, I would need to rewatch it and get more of a critical consensus on it from my perspective, but I really enjoyed it. But it's not the original. And when I say it's not the original, I mean, it tries doing a few interesting things, but it's too indebted to what, to what the original did. There's no ability to take on and do it in a new, unique way. You know, a lot of people are stuck in this idea of horror, they don't really know how to take these big franchises in a beastly, interesting character and interesting way. And I think that ties back to Paranormal Activity 3, to cut a long story short, of the fact that this doesn't feel much different from first two movies. You can say it does because it has kids in it, and kids' as main characters, or two of the main characters, does make movie feel different. But at the same time, it doesn't really, because it's the same, we're going to record some stuff on camera, and not on a 1988 camera, just on a general camera. And if they say that was shot on 1988 camera, after all, I would say you edited this so it doesn't look anything like those cameras would look like. You know, even cutting edge cameras in 1980s. We've seen movies shot in the 80s, and yes, yeah, stuff like Back to the Future has been digitally remastered and stuff like that. But that's the key word: digitally remastered. This should not have been digitally remastered. This is. Treated in universe like they're watching tapes from 1988. Although, why it's, that device kind of falls apart a bit because why are they watching all this shit? 
Anyway, we're back to this, and Grandma Lois says that Drew Lewis wants his song, and Drew's sort of like, let this go. And there's our hook. There's our hook for the story. Julie won't give the witch... Oh, sorry. Won't give these Grandma Lois a kid, so clearly Grandma Lois is in cahoots with Toby, which we all fucking know, so... Ah, oh, man. Anyway, um... Oh... Napoleon Dynamite coming and he wants to play Blow Mary with him. No, Katie wants to play Blow Mary with him. He's still like, no, that's fucked up. Although, I would say that scene's coming up later. Firstly, I like the foreshadowing in movies. And secondly, that scene's actually really good. Because that's the one scene which plays on your expectations of what's going to happen. And feels like it's a bit scripted and a bit fought up. The rest of the movie just feels... I don't want to say amateurish because I don't think that's true. But it's things like, for example, this guy creates a moving tripod. No, to, a moving device, put camera on to record rooms. And on one hand, that's been visually interesting. On the other hand, I find that to be a real cheat because it's basically their way of saying we wanted this. But we realise the 80s didn't have this, so he invents it. But it's annoying because it feels like a cheat. It doesn't feel like something this character can do. It feels like they they went down that route. Oh, he's... You know, like movies when a scientist is scientist is an expert in all fields. Or a doctor is an expert in all fields. When in actuality, they'd be specialists in one field. And maybe somewhat competent in others. It just feels the same way. It feels like they thought this guy takes wearing photos, therefore he's an expert in cameras, which is not true. He's an expert in taking pictures, if not being an expert in technical side of cameras. You know, like, it's not... Maybe he would be, but it's not a necessity or a um, certainty or an assurity. <sighs> so, yeah, that's a bit of my rant. Um... I don't worry what to say. I'm going to watch a whole movie. But I, I do feel that this movie sums up a lot of my issues with mainstream Hollywood horror. You know, it cuts back. I'd say the same thing about... um Oh, Kirsty runs past their room. Or maybe it's a ghost Kirsty. I don't know. She goes downstairs to have chat with Toby. Yeah, I mean, it's... Oh, she's climbing on the table now, you little brat. And she's playing Patcake for Toby. See, I, I kind of like the idea theory of camera showing one part going, moving around like a Osler fan, showing half the room, the kitchen, and then showing the living room. That's quite interesting, but at the same time, it's annoying because it does things like, at one point we'll pick up sounds, at another point we won't. Like, what is Kirsty able to run teleport away from her parents. And also I call bullshit on this. That child run round wake up parents. There's no doubt in my mind that wake up parents. Parents are notoriously easy to wake up. Unless we're doing some bullshit like the TV is blurring out the noise or some shit like that. Where Kirsty and Toby have been having a gay old time. Christy, even. I keep saying Christy. Anyway, I think this is a definitely an interesting 
experience watching this movie. Um, oh man, so much left. The things I do for myself, eh? And now we're getting tearing off again. So I'm sure you're wondering, well, I'm sure not all of you are wondering, but some of you are probably wondering, how did I do Paranormal Activities series? Well, firstly, by the first fucking moving franchise, I'd have someone fight Toby. I mean, I, I, I know that's weird nowadays. Like, no, drag that shit out. 90 movies, wow. But I think it's genuinely, and I know we're going back further in time for each movie, so I understand they can't be murdered and stuff like that. But it's so irritating that no one, it's like, this is almost like movie equivalent loss, where they're hiding every bit of information from you as long as possible. Past the point where you care, where you're emotionally invested, you know? And it's the same way, like, it, as I say in previous movies, commentaries, Paranormal Activity refills like the first five minutes of a supernatural episode. By which I mean it's um, the shit Sam and Dean, the shit happens before Sam and Dean get involved. Which is not terribly interesting to watch. Anyway, now Dennis is looking through a big book of ghosts and shit and thinking that kids might be susceptible to spiritual contact and he's all like maybe an imaginary friend's a, a fucking ghost well, I wouldn't know where fucking little people are Toby's, Toby's got his planning mind for years and where's fucking angels I thought angels were meant to be involved angels in Senfold and all that bollocks Night 10, I thought we already hit night 10. Fucking Oh, these movies exhaust me. Not because they're good, they're not. Just because they're they drag. They feel they make this time feel like a millennium. They really do. They're not interested in you having relaxing time watching them. And they do lose something when not seeing them at Sigma and laughing at a bunch of fucking kids that freaking out. So more capping free coat. And it's dark here in the Friday Night Fright headquarters. Because it's um whatever time is when watching this. And Julie's woken up again, which she would be awake. Can I always point out it's strange that camera records the entire room when it's not positioned in the way where it would. This, this also ties back to an issue I have with Blair Witch, where Blair Witch was um, praised because essentially it felt real and realistic and things like that. And reactions, because for a lot part of it, they were actually real reactions that the um, campus were feeling. So shooting their own, the actors shooting their own footage create a sense of realism and all that. But I just argue with that, that realism fucking boring. No, real life is... Well, not my life. My life is weird, but fundamentally, real life is dull. You know, it's not interesting at all. It's not interesting at all because in real life, we can't show, we can't choose the divergent natures. You know, of our story, we're not able to choose shit like that. No, in real life, 
we get choice. But for example, I I would not get choice of. You know what I mean? In real life, you talk to someone, you fuck up. You can't fix that. But in a movie, if you write a scene that's terrible, you can write a better scene. You know? And erase that scene. And when movies release, unless you put that scene to delete footage, people will never know it existed. And that's what, that's, that's what I, oh shit, and where light explodes. That's quite cool. You know? I don't know why Tobe would do that. Katie starts screaming and everyone starts freaking out. And she's sort of like, stay upstairs, there's glass down here. Which is a very parent thing to say. But yeah, reality isn't interesting at all. Although sometimes it is. It's, um, but scripts, that's why scripts break rules, you know? That's why scripts will poke fun at convention. That's why you'll see movies where people pay with a single bill instead of, you know, a thousand bills or whatever. Because movies get play around time, neat play around time. I mean, neat move quickly. And I think that's one thing these movies bug me about because it feels like they know how it ends and they know how it begins. But they don't know anything other than that. They don't know how to get past those points. For example, here we've got a tea party, which in theory could be a really tense scene, but nature of the medium that they're using and cameras and visual choices, things like that, it's not. Whereas if this was shot with 1980s camera and actually did feel like a home movie, it'd be terrifying. But it doesn't. So irritating. I, I just, that's, that just bugs me so much. And that shows me that the people making these movies did not want to make something genuinely good. And I'm not I'm not trying to be an arsehole when it comes to that. I understand, you know, you don't always get a say when it comes to movies. That you have to um, commit to an extent, you know. You don't necessarily get a say in terms of especially when you're dealing with big studio money, which I don't think this was, but that you are a hand-guiding ship, that you're not there rock the boat. And I get that, but it's like, here's his thing. When everyone says things like the Hughes Have Eyes remake, it's much better than the original. I'm like, no, it's not. And they ask why. And I'm like, because the original feels gritty and brutal. And aesthetically ugly. That's the entire point of the movie. It's an ugly, ugly movie. It's an analogy on Vietnam. It's meant not meant to be a visually striking movie. And same thing with when they'll do reboots of shit like... Um, I, I, I haven't watched it, but I spit on your grave. The only thing that movie has going for it, honestly, truly, deeply, is the fact that it's an unpleasant movie. That's all that movie has going for it. You know, it's unpleasant in every conceivable way, and it feels real. That's what that movie has, because it's gritty, and it's disgusting, and it's slimy, and it's awful. This is not capturing realism. It doesn't look real. It's just so irritating. And, oh, Jesus, that bear's eyes are terrifying. 
Anyway, Toby locked Kate in cupboard, and Katie's like, no, no, yeah, sure, Toby did. Okay, yeah, I believe you. Oh, the babysitter's here. Oh. The babysitter's here, and for those wondering, oh, we're going to get the babysitter, we're going to play around with the tropes there a bit? Like, nope. Not even slightly, which, again, irritates me. I feel like this movie is wasted potential in so many ways. It could have made so much more of the 1980s aesthetic. But, yeah, it doesn't. really do enough um, I, I don't think Dennis and Julie's getting ready as they would Oh, now we're getting the play on ghosts, which can piss Toby off. Pissing me off, to be honest. Rifting episode this week, I think you can all agree, but hey, at least you're getting an episode. It's on plus, though. How far are we into this movie, by the way? 41 minutes. It's only about 40 minutes left. That's not too bad. It's very cold, though. I'm going to turn the heat on. And we're walking. And I'm going to shut the curtains. Oh, I'm sure some of you are wondering about um, Slash Mania and all of that. I said it's going to be a big event in March. Um, I, it's not going to be in March, I can guarantee that. Sorry, it's busier month than usual. Um, those who are listening to this retroactively wonder what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, with Slash Mania... It's planned to be March. It was going to be the third podcast special after I updates Halloween and uh, Christmas on Inn Street, but I just ran out of time, unfortunately. I always run out of time for this stuff. Anyway, babysitter is messed about for the camera. Um, here's what I find irritating. I know like they probably didn't want to go down that route because it's too predictable, but the standard thing we've been to have a guy come over and they study and then goes to some shit and then guy goes around that house. And I know you'd say, that's predictable, that's boring. But this this is staggeringly mundane and boring. And they're trying to create tension with this oscillating fan camera and it's kind of, kind of achieving it by using minimal space. Like, you looking background seeing that Toby Ghost is wearing white cloth. But at the same time, it's not... I don't know. I don't want to say it's not really anything, but I just don't... It just... It just doesn't feel like it's necessarily interesting... That interesting. Like, this isn't really building for a, to, to a credenzo. It's just occasionally something might slightly happen 
but then you have to sit and wonder how do certain things in this movie make any sense like um for example the toby is now behind the babysitter can he teleport you know like it just doesn't and then the sheet falls down but then what's Tobe do does he face through the sheet like how does that make any sense you know now he's sliding chairs around and shit like that and is Toby wouldn't be a child and see this scene isn't great but at least something's happening with babysitting notes and noises and the sheet and stuff like that but it feels written and it contrasts with the rest of the movie movie can't decide if it wants to be scripted you know, or if it wants to be a improv fest. And the improv is the fuck is that? Oh, that's a babysitter. Yeah, the improv is very oddly constructed. Cause it's asking people who aren't it's Improv works best if you have a structure around it so that you know what the scene needs, but you're going to do a bit of improvisation to add a bit of life to it. Not create life. You can't create life. if You can't just go, we're just going to make this show up on the spot and see what happens. That doesn't make for an interesting movie. There's stuff that works like the occasional Rogan and bit bit like that. It... it kind of works but if you're going for a visual comedy it or visual horror movie it doesn't work because you need to know in advance what you're trying to achieve you can't just make up on spot which they're doing here and it's really really just oddly constructed and for example babysitter toby breathes on her and she slowly walks downstairs like when you run and then she starts running when she gets to the bottom of the stairs and freaking out but she doesn't look that concerned. You no, know, she just casually sits downstairs and waits for Dennis and um, Julie to get home. And then she says, it was good. And But then no one says anything. She's sort of like, I need to go. So she sleeps. And his point, it's one thing to bug me about the Avengers movie. There's a scene near the start where there's all pandemonium breaking loose and all of that and sirens going off. And Nick Fury casually walks down the call, corridor. And I think from what I heard, the reason for that was that Samuel Jackson, maybe it's not true, didn't want to do take off, take off running. But then they construct this. If all this ship's going down, they just casually walk through the base. That visually is not interesting. That's something that Star Wars prequels did wrong because they had entire hallways of characters just walking and talking. And walking, talking is fine, so it's interesting talking and shot visually interestingly. But it's usually not. And things sort of like a character showing no real concern, just looking like she's literally just waiting for the parents to arrive. That's not interesting. They need to convey that more. More of the terror, you know? Because now they're watching the next day and they're like, holy shit. They're terrified because something breathed on this woman. And the two... Napoleon Dynamite and Dennis are like, why, why didn't she say anything? And they're like, she didn't look very concerned at all. Dennis doesn't want to show Julie. Julie's already pissed at him. And she'd take his cameras away. Which, goddamn right, she'd take your cameras away, you ass. You big bag of fuck. 
man, this podcast is going definitely going. Great guns. Man, I don't know about you guys, I'm going to have to have something good to eat tonight, bro. But I really need to clean the flat at the same time. Ain't life grand. Ain't life grand. Ain't life grand. Ain't life grand. Ah, oh, so March is off to decent start podcast wise at least. Um uh, not as many no won't get as many hits as last month, but doing okay. I mean it's sort of fallen down a bit since the spam invasion of um anchors dying down a bit. But we're at two five eight one, which means we've got well, it says thirty two, I don't believe that. We're not gonna hit the eight hundred and Seven four in January, eight hundred thirteen in February, not by any stretch, but you know, when in Rome. Um, so yeah, Sue calling this commentary. Um, last week was obviously oh um a bit different. Hope you guys enjoying the let's listens for Resident Evil. By the way, they're quite fun to do. Um, going to continue those till I finish, and then maybe. The Resident Evil and then maybe Deadly Premonition. So well, you can catch us on um, me on twitch.tv slash deffyboy85. That's a stream channel for Twitch, which is um, very good. I love Twitch streaming. Anyway, Kirsty's going to bed because she's sick of Toby. Sick of him, one arsehole. Fuck you, Toby. As I'm sitting on my couch enjoying my flat. All right, it's flat. Anyway, Toby and Kirsty are on Crystal on the outs. I keep calling Kirsty, but her name's Crystal. Dennis is all like, maybe cameras were a bad idea. Instead, how many fucking videotapes does this asshole have? Anyway, goes into um, Toby's room and finds a bunch of drawings on the wall and shit in his concern. A bunch of shit drawn on the wall. Because, like, Kirsty, how are you writing on the ceiling, dude? And Christy is um got fever. Toby's pissed off. That Toby's creeped my way. Why didn't they do more of that Toby? Anyway, um, they're gonna call Randy to look after Katie. Wouldn't you just take Katie with you? Oh, you can't. That'd be irresponsible parenting. <sighs> Definitely would be. I think I signed my own death warrant watching fucking movies back to back. These are not very good movies. I feel like I'm descending to depths of just boredom and confusion and fear. I also feel like this is one of the most underwhelming franchises in the history of cinema in terms of horror. Just so, so boring. I thought it would be interesting, but it's not. Oh, yeah, here we go. Play Mary. This is quite a good game. I like this because there's some rules to it. There's some logic. And there's some twists to it as well, which is good. Because if you're going to make moves like this, there should be stuff like that. But at the same time, the problem is, this is a signature scene from moving. It comes in 
How far are we in this fucking movie? It comes in 51 minutes into the movie. You should not need wait 51 movie, minutes into the movie for something to happen. But I do like they tried at least. Anyway, Randy is gasping because um nothing happened. Apparently he turned light on too soon. Katie's like, game's not stupid. You can't leave. You need to stay until something happens. Something has happened in this movie. And to- Randy's like, what are you talking about? She's like, Randy, the director knew something to happen. This movie is nothing happening. Randy's getting confused. So I'm like, can you stop playing character, kid? We've got to be in this movie. You've got to take it seriously. Okay, I'm going to play Blow Mary again. We've all played Blow Mary, by the way. Anyway, they're going to keep saying Blow Mary over and over again. You can't. Anyway, they can't turn the light on because it's not time. Oh, there's a scraping sound. Randy's still like, no, what's going on? He hears claws against the wall. And then he's still like, oh, shit, scraping sound. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, oh. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Randy got hit. Oh, there's a cut. Oh, it's a nasty wound. He's trying to calm Katie down by saying, yeah, I'm fine, Katie. Yeah, I'm all good. Just just tiny little scratch. I'm just going to show it off. Randy's sort of like, no, I'm good. Oh, and then the rumbling starts. Toby wants to cause an earthquake. But I actually think it's the angels are trying to get Toby. And now they're causing an earthquake. But it's, Toby won't come out. He won't go back to heaven. Toby's allied with Lucifer. The angels are like, let us in, child, let us in. They won't let the angels in. Randy's still like, holy fuck, which is spoilers. The angels really want to get in. They need to find Toby. Toby's disappeared for a while. Katie's freaking out. I think the angels could just communicate with these two. I think it'd be okay, but the angels don't seem to want to confuse, speak to anyone. So Randy's sort of like, God be with me, and he's turned Katie. It's fine. It's okay. She's like, I don't want playing. Randy's sort of like, we're, we're not playing. We're not playing game. Just going to chill out here for a bit. He's got to continue recording. You know, it's important. He's got to record this stuff for prosperity. Anyway. Outside room, nothing really is happening again. Um, again. Nothing's really happening again. Again. And then there's, oh, she, the angels are back. They're like, let us in, child. Let us in your house. And Randy's like, no, get away. And they're like, child, child. Child of Eden. Because angels are stupid. Fucking assholes. He says, stay here, Katie. He's going to go out. He's going to fight the angels, saying, Lord, be with me. The angels are like, give us a child. She's dangerous. Or at least give us Toby. Randy's like, no, it's fine. I'm just going to record some stuff. I'm just going to record. Record. Be kind. Rewind and all that shit. He starts panting. He sees the table face down. Randy's like, hey, it's fine. It's fine. It's his fault. So he's going to calm down. She's freaking out. Uh, as usual. So now. 
we are while I'm texting. This movie's stupid. You need to listen, watch the movie or listen to this, by the way. It probably makes no sense to just listen to straight. Wait, Randy's quitting. Oh, no. The mega powers are breaking up. They actually did break up in 1988, I think. Randy's like, look, okay, this stop being a fun experience. This is turning into a horror movie now. He's like, I'm going home. So I'm going home, Dennis, and I'm going to hear some shit about you and your family over the years. I'm going to ignore it. You'll never see me again. See, this also pissed me off because, spoilers, you never see Randy again. You think that would be fucking something they want to feed into later movies, you know? Like, the entire reason for doing prequel, one was showcasing Christie's backstory, which, okay, I get. Another one showed Grandma Lois. I get that. But surely, the other thing would be Randy come back in the franchise at some point. Nope, he doesn't come back. They don't give a fuck about Randy. So for all their talk of integrity, the one, one of the few things they set up in this movie... They did fuck all with. Brilliant. Brilliant. If Dennis says, sit down, dude, leave me and talk. Look at this shit. Look at these, look at these fucking bitches from the 30s. Judy tells him to stop calling women bitches. But he's still like, look at these witches. Sorry, witches. Witches, not bitches. Look at these witches, Julie. Look at them. Look at the witches. They're evil, Julie. They're evil. Those blood-sucking, those those blood-sucking, blood-sucking witches with their witchy faces. Toby creates the angels create a force field, stopping Christy from getting Kate or vice versa. Julie's like, look, you are talking bullshit. You have re- jumped to very much a reaching standpoint here, talking about witches and brainwashing. This is ridiculous, Dennis. I don't understand. Toby, the angels are sort of like, Katie, we must commune with you. Speak to us. They must possess Katie. She's their weapon. She's the Michael sword. So they pick up my hair and they go, Katie, submit to the angels. Let the archangel Michael use you as a weapon against Toby. So they're going to drag Katie across ceilings. They don't understand what consent is. Katie runs in the room, sort of like, Mummy, Mummy, Mum. She's like, What? She's sort of like, The, the Archangel Michael pers- tried to possess me. He asked me for consent and then pulled me around by my hair. Then it's sort of like, This honey, this the, the witch is honey. She's sort of like, Take the fucking cameras down. Then it's sort of like, Julie, watch the fucking tape. Watch Paranormal Activity 3, Julie. Julie's like, I'm going to fucking bed. And then it cuts to Julie in bed. Night 14. Ugh. That's Toby, by the way. I mean, Minx wins this fucking movie. 59 minutes, so not left. Not long left now, only about 20 minutes. We're not long left this movie, I've got more. Paranormal activity movies come after this. Incidentally, um, well, I, I don't know about you guys. I had a fun weekend last weekend. Went to a family reunion, which was interesting. 
Um, drunk way too much alcohol, but that's the standard process. Uh, oh, saw Captain Marvel, um, which was very good. Um, yeah, it's a good, uh, good movie, very enjoyable. Was going to do a review, but I don't really feel like I have that much to say. Um, it's just very watchable. Um, but I don't feel I. Hmm. Yeah, it's good. Um, Mm-hmm. Anyway, this movie's still going on. Wait, kids are waking up again because they would wake up. Oh man! Oh yeah, and so WWE Elimination Chambers. That was um very good. It's very amusing. Wait, it wasn't very good. It was very amusing, but it was um good, good experience. Toby is trying to convert kids to demonology, and they're like, "No, we don't want to." And Katie and Kirsty are like, "Just they're shouting, just ignore it to each other, because now the angels won't get involved. The angels like the." One view, Toby's there and he starts pulling shit out way because Toby's like, look, it's real simple. One of you needs to be a vessel for the demon Lucifer and the other one needs to be a vessel for the Archangel Michael. Kate is being pulled around by the angels and Toby who are like, choose. The angels pour into a cupboard and they're like, no, you must become the Archangel Michael's weapon. And Kirsty's like, let her go. Toby, stop. She doesn't realise that this isn't Toby. She doesn't realise that the angels are there. But now she's using her anger to talk the angels down. And then Kirsty, oh shit. Kirsty agrees to be vessel for the demon. Oh shit. She agrees to be Lucifer's vessel. Oh no. Oh wow, that's bad. That's bad. That poor kid. Anyway, now they're talking, and there's um, Julie next morning saying, there's no ghosts. Chill out. No ghosts. Ghosts aren't real. But must be said, it's time to bring the team back from the dead. I love F. Rat Bell's history. Anyway, Julie shouts at Grandma Lurse, says, We're not coming over, we're staying here. Because she doesn't understand that the third act needs to start fucking happening right about now. So we've got to drag this shit out a bit longer. Julie's adamant that they're not fucking going to Grandma Lurse's house. You know, she doesn't want third act of movies to start. I really don't think Julie understands. You can't stop for that, dude. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, bro. It's going to happen, dude. It's going to happen, bro. Dude. Bro. 
Oh, right, I'm just gonna put my head down for a second. Oh, Julie is walking into the kitchen, and Toby is all like, You would fucking go Grandma Lurse's house. It's all, oh shit, Toby sends shit flying. He's all like, The angels are winning here, you need to go Grandma Lurse's house, the angels aren't there. And Julie's like, Dennis, get, we're getting fuck out of here. And then we're driving to Grandma Lurse's house, and Wait, who's using camera? Because Dennis is driving and Julie doesn't like cameras. But apparently Julie's okay with them recording Grandma Lurse's house. Grandma Lurse is like, oh, I'm not a witch. I'm not a witch. My coven isn't nearby. She walks against cargo. This is like a fucking she-demon. And Julie's like, I never want to come back. And Grandma Lurse is like... Julie, you remember our coven? Oh, I mean my sisters. I mean uh, the witches. I mean the 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 demons. I mean the 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 the, the cult of the black scorn. You know, we we brought Jason back to life. And you're know, like, what? Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger. Uh, these names. You know, these names. These people. Um, Dennis is sort of like, I feel useful being here. That's good. Um, I'm so hungry. Anyway, um, Grandma Lurse is all like, let's make some bread and butter pudding. I'm no witch. Grandma Lurse is no witch, people. She's no witch. She's no fucking witch, okay? Just let go. It's clearly, clearly not going to be an antagonist last bath movie. It's clearly she's a good person, you know. You know, there's nothing insidious about this at all. Julie and Grandma Lurse have a conversation off camera, which Dennis records like an arsehole. Um, anyway, Grandma Lurse is sort of like, oh, look, Christy's a bride. And Julie's like, that's fucking weird. Why do you have a bridal dress for my daughter, who's not even 10? And they're like, oh, Christy's going to marry Toby. And Dennis is sort of like, the fuck? And Grandma Lurse is sort of like, chill out. She says, Toby, don't murder, don't murder my daughter yet. Anyway, this is getting fucking weird now. It's like, you don't set up a wedding between a kid and fucking... I don't think Toby's a child. I think Toby's probably actually in his early 20s. That's fucking creepy, Grandma Lois. How could you... How how would you endorse such thing? Anyway, the, um, Julie and Dennis again rave bed. They have separate beds because, of course, they do. And Julie's like, Look, okay, I'm gonna sleep in my underwear wearing your shirt. That's how I sleep because they only apparently have one fucking set of pajamas each. Weirdos. Anyway, they get in their child's beds because Grandma Lois apparently doesn't understand that married couples like sleeping together. And where Julie's can't stop thinking about um, it, I'm guessing she means cock. I'm thinking about cock, you know, because she wants a chicken. And when they get in tiny bed together, they're going to share a pillow. And then it's still like, fine, okay, if I have to share a fucking pillow, that's fine. You arsehole, you hang around with the woman you love in your fucking mother-in-law's house with your kids sleeping safely next door. Just the fuck up and enjoy your pillow. You bite down on a fucking pillow if she asks you to, mate. Anyway... 
shit's about to get real because we're in for that guys it's taking the wrong fucking time to get there and where car engines running Dennis is like what the ever loving fuck why is the car engine running then the engine stops and the door shuts and Dennis is like I can't sleep maybe you should shut the fucking door and then you asshole and when Dennis goes back to sleep and um, it's like it becomes still image here's a thumping as Toby is smashing around, because this house belongs to Toby. He tries waking Julie up, but he hears footsteps outside. But Julie finally wakes up, and she's like, do you hear that? And Dennis, and Dennis, and Julie's like, like cars, that's why I hear. And Dennis is like, no, Julie's like, it's Lois, back off. She was always up at night, she can't sleep. And Dennis is like, what? She's being so loud and rustling and shit. And Julie's like, look, I'll check on her. She's going to wake your kids up, fucking asshole. Dennis is sort of like, oh, for fuck's sake. Julie leaves, and Dennis is sort of like, I'm going to stay here for about 30 seconds, then I'm going to assume that something's gone wrong. Maybe he's been there for a few minutes. Time of my jump forward. And jump forward three more minutes. And apparently um, the one time they sight jump forward is because nothing's happening, and they sight name Seth... Nothing happening five minutes, so jump forward a few minutes. So it's still nothing happened, but you know, they've been a bit quicker about it. Although it's a bit of a cheat because we're meant to see the shit in near real time. I think, anyways, nothing's happening regardless. So their attempts to speed up time went fuck all. Didn't really go anywhere. Dennis is pissing round again. Oh shit, Grandma Lois is hovering in the hallway. She's not a witch, though. She's just... It's like they ask the actress to not... to just be casual, and she is. And where Dennis somehow doesn't see Grandma Lois, despite the fact that she's right fucking there. Oh, she's disappeared because they can all teleport. All these witches. He's walking around the house. He's not going to find any other witches because it's clearly... Grandma Lois isn't a witch, it's just um, fucking Toby, and the angels have disappeared, they must have given up um, Dennis is looking for the kids, using camera, this is still some bullshit the kids are gone but why would Dennis pick up the fucking camera to look for the kids, surely your priority is find the fucking kids not record a bunch of shit on camera that shouldn't be priority that's so annoying when this movie does that that's the only thing they have in this movie is the found footage format, but it doesn't work at all. No, that's why they had to set cameras up throughout the entire house because it'd be ridiculous from constantly pick up a camera and walk around. But it's stupid, this fucking movie do the same thing because there's no reason for him to pick up a camera. If you're concerned for your family's life, why the fuck would you pick up a fucking camera? It's so stupid. So dumb, so annoying, so offensive in terms of suspension of disbelief. You can say about stuff like Clothesfield, it's stupid, and it is, but at least it's an adult picking up camera as a defence mechanism. Literally, you're scared for your wife and your kids, so you pick up a camera to record shots of the living room as you look for them. You are wasting time picking up the camera. They could already be dead. Literally could already be dead. 
Then he picks, sees someone window. The only reason this shit's here is because they found footage this movie, which you didn't have to do it. Your goal for the first movie was found footage, okay? That I get, that I understand. You didn't have to stick to found footage for the rest of the series. You didn't have to stick to that format. You could have done anything you wanted future movies, as long as it continued the story of Toby and Ghosts. That's it. That's all you had to do. Continue that story, and you could do some visually interesting things outside of that. But nope. You want stick found footage, even past the point where you weren't pretending that it was a real movie. Anyway, Dennis is running around looking for doodling, finding a bunch of pentagrams and shit on the wall, which is fucking... This shit is an hour and ten minutes too late. Easily. This shit should have been threaded throughout the entire movie, not thrown in at the end. Anyway, Dennis records um, the outside and doesn't see anything. Um, but he records a long patio, like, corridor sort of thing. And it's sort of like, you know it's going to be fucking witches for that door. This movie's so annoying. It could have been, these movies could be so much better than they are, but this is just dra- drop, dross, you know, dreck. Anyway, he's going to open the door, and you know there's going to be fucking witches behind this door. I've seen this before, I know there's witches behind that door. Anyway, he turns light on, and there's a bunch of old people behind the door. And then he says, oh, fuck, he's scared of old people. And these fucking 45, 50, 60-year-olds are slowly walking forward. Were you waiting there the whole time? I guess they, I guess so. Just fucking stupid. Then he runs through the house looking for Julie um, again. He tries the front door, but it's locked. Oh, and he can't possibly open it. Then sees Julie at the top of the stairs. Julie's sort of like, Dennis, it's time for my big performance. She, her neck's cracked a bit. And she's at the top of the stairs. And oh, shit. She's, oh, she's hanging off the floor. She's, is Toby doing that? How's Toby doing that? Toby throws Julie at Dennis. Julie breaks her neck on landing. So she's dead, so she can't be in the first movie. So I don't know why they reference in the first movie that she's still alive and that, like, um, they're going to talk to her. Like, they talked off screen regularly. She's fucking dead. Christy sees Mummy and sort of like, No, Mummy, your net's broken. Dennis sort of like, Christy, wrong, wrong. You need to remember. You need to fake memories. You need to think that your mum's still alive. You know? You need to believe that your mum's still alive and that you visit her and your sister does too because in future you're going to have conversation about her as if she's still alive. Not Grandma Lois. Your mother, you're going to act like she's still alive. And then the angels try breaking the house but witch's spell is too strong. It's loud banging everywhere. The angels try and stop fucking Toby from his plot and Toby's like, fucking leave me alone. He can't get in this house because it's so fucking possessed, protected by the Ark of the Witch Coven. Um, the witch, 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 witch is a witch. You know, then it's sort of like the angels are gone because Toby scared them off. And then it's sort of like, no, it's okay. Look, honey, the angel's gone. But Toby runs through, smashing his feet on the floor like an arsehole. Floor's creaking. There is no way you'll get out of here, Dennis. Toby's literally outside the door. Anyway, somehow they've got out of the cupboard and they're in the kitchen. And he's sort of like, come to me, Christy, come to me. 
she runs out and they're um they're walking they're going for a walk then it's sort of like come for me i'm still going home camera because no we need for that he goes outside and sees a bunch of witches standing around fire so he's sort of like don't look at that don't look at that witch and fire they see katie katie's staring at the stairs like an arsehole then it's sort of like christy stay there i got camera i can't hold you up i'm gonna go katie so like a fucking moron he slowly walks over to katie who is freaking out because she's looking at her mother's corpse on the ground despite that knowing 20 years she'll say i just had a conversation with my mum because apparently the witch has changed her memory i guess i don't fucking know katie's sobbing away dennis is still like no, no, it's okay, honey. She's not really dead because you mentioned her in the future, so she can't be dead, right? Surely she can't be dead. Katie? 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 Look at me, Katie! He grabs her. Oh, no, he's going to touch her. And Katie's like, Oh, Jesus! She's turned into a fucking... The Archangel Michael of hers coming out. And Dennis is like, Oh, fucking my back oh these fucking kids oh these kids fucking lucifer's possessed katie fucking little ratty kid and dennis is all like fucking shit oh my back a scream sending flying backwards so he crawls over glass he's sort of like julie julie you can't be dead they mentioned you in sequels you in the first one you have to be alive surely it wouldn't break on the two. Oh shit, Grandma Lurst's there. She's like, I hate men. Then he's like, What? He's like, I fucking hate men. He's like, What? Toby's like, Grah! He grabs Dennis. So, like, mate, I'm going to fuck you up. Christy runs by. Dennis is like, Oh man, he's back and neck broken at once. And Grandma Lurst's like, Men bad. Men Toby good. Men bad. Christy, come with me. Christy, Katie, come with me. Come, Toby, we're going upstairs. You're going to get fucking married. We're going to chapel and we're going to get married. Going to the chapel of love. Get me to the chapel, baby. Going to the chapel. It's a nice day for a white wedding. Because you're going to marry a fucking demon, baby. And you're going to have Lucifer as your daddy. And this movie's going to end. And fuck this movie. And then camera dies. And that is Paranormal Activity 1988. Um, what can you say about this movie which hasn't been said about Afghanistan? Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I, I'm not going to finish that sentence. Although those who watch Dave Chappelle's show will understand what I'm talking about. Um, that was pretty boring. Um, that was not very entertaining. Um, that was a choice set through. I hope you guys got more out of it than I did. But um, there you go. Um, that was Paranormal Activity 1988. A pretty mediocre movie. But hey, you can't win them all. Or, on, or as I'm starting rapidly find out, you can't really win very much at all. And comes horror movies so this was another edition friday night fright um remember to catch us on twitter friday night frights um frights whatever um catch us on 
the various podcast stations, Friday Night Fright Podcast. And catch me on Twitch, www.twitchtv.com slash Boy. And I will see you next Tuesday for another episode of Resident Evil Let's Listen. And next Friday for Paranormal Activity, the marked ones, where Paranormal Activity does what all horror movie franchises eventually do. It goes to Mexico. I will see you soon. Pay no attention to the man behind curtain.